podcast. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody back to Rock <laughs> in a Hard Place. Thanks for that count in, James. You're welcome. We it's are music. <laughs> And we do music. We do music. We do music. We do podcast. Thank you guys for listening once again. We have uh, some exciting, fun things today. We've got a special guest today. The specialist. It's going to be great. So uh, this is going to be a great episode. Make sure you stick around. Okay, down to business. I love that intro. Our guest today is Nate Parrish from the rock and roll band Cutlass. Hello. <laughs> Cutlass. We're in the same band. That we is are. neat. It turns out. We're yeah, interviewing one of our bandmates. Kind of cool that this worked out, you know? Yeah. 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 And where it. are you today, Nate? Where are you in the world? I am in sunny California. Uh, we just recently yeah. had like storm Did of you the surf century, today? which means it... <laughs> It rained for like four days, but swells. Uh, it was pretty yeah. rough, dude. <laughs> Not big here. Swells. Big swells. <laughs> Not here. At Bakersfield, yeah. like my fence fell in over. Bakersfield. That was pretty much it. But uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's uh, it's been rainy, so that's actually been really cool. Yeah. Because rain is not common in Bakersfield. No, not at all. Unlike Portland, not at all. People are just standing True. outside, yeah. like uh, just letting it rain on them, and they've never <laughs> experienced it before. So. It's great. So like a Creed video? It's it's <laughs> essentially what, what's happened in Bakersfield is a Creed. A Creed music video for the past two weeks. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're not in Portland either, so it's not raining here. I'm actually in Coeur d'Alene with John Micah at his house. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was 15 degrees today. Yep. And, and so it's cold. getting colder. I think it's supposed to hit two degrees tonight oh, all single, two of them single digits wow. just, um, just with wind chill it's going to be sub-zero so it's cold sub-zero. it's cold outside you guys having a sleepover <laughs> yeah yeah that's sick. yeah um but we're, we're working on tracking some new vocals for some new songs so yeah. that's oh, what nice. we've been doing this afternoon and getting some getting some songs tracked so killer uh, yeah and we're excited it. for that it's gonna be fun well nate um you are the other half of the guitar department, James and you combined make up the guitar department That's for right. Cutlass, and you've been playing with us for quite a few years now. Um, so why don't you give us a little bit of background on how you started music, your musical journey, um, and I guess ultimately up to joining our band a few years ago. Well, uh, I, I started late, probably by most people's standards. I, I got a guitar when I was 18, so... Um, I loved music, but I think I was just really intimidated to start playing music because I'm like, I love music so much. What if I'm really bad at it? It would just be devastating. So I just didn't do mm. it. It's like, I was just, I'll yeah. now. Uh, but then I, I got a, um, <laughs> my dad bought me a Squire and an Epiphone little amp. And I remember talking to my friend nice. at school who was a really good guitar player. Like he played all the, the you know, Led Zeppelin stuff and I was like, yeah, I got this amp. It's called like Epiphany or something. He's like, it's Epiphone. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it right. It's Epiphone. And I was like, can you show You're me like, how to. Dang it, this is what I was scared of. <laughs> I know, I'm already embarrassed myself. <laughs> and then I was like, can you show me how to tune it or whatever? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, but couldn't I just like put the strings back where they were in the first place? He's like, no, it doesn't work that way. So just constantly getting <laughs> just owned by this guy. And then I was like, I really want to learn um, <laughs> some Green Day. He's like, I'm not teaching you that crap. <laughs> so, 
I was like, this is going well. I'm. This is probably going to be so, yeah. my career. I bet. Uh, but um, yeah, I got a guitar, and it was like, I wake up at six a.m. play guitar until I had to go to school. Come home from school, play till dinner time, eat, play guitar some more. Mm-hmm. So literally, you know, you play till your fingers bleed. Like summer '69, it was literally like yeah. that. Like always, just yeah. My, my parents were super cool, man, because I was just not good. Yeah, and I was very loud, <laughs> and my dad would just come in and be like, "Um, you need to turn it down a little bit, because it's really bad." <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, but he was one of the ones that like showed you a lot of fun music and like rock yeah, music in your life, big time. Right? So he was yeah. super into it. I bet. Yeah, he was. I mean, I yeah, my parents were so cool. They put up with so much stuff with music for me, but they introduced me to, mm-hmm. like, my sister's name is Rhiannon. She's named after a Fleetwood Mac song. Uh, so Fleetwood Mac, nice. the Cars, Johnny Cash, Hank Williams, um, and then my dad was really into uh, like Bob Dylan and uh, ACDC, Tom Petty. So like really good, solid stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I played guitar for like six months, and I joined my first band. I didn't know what the chords were called, uh, but I was writing songs. And I was like, I, it goes like this. You Me know? neither. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what, what anything was called. It just felt like this sounds good, and. Uh, yeah. yeah, played a show. Then we broke up immediately afterwards, and I was like, "Okay, well, that was it. <laughs> I guess that's that's it." So, I just started doing um, writing my own songs and playing around town and coffee shops and stuff. And uh, so, anyways, fast forward to uh, I think it was in my early twenties, I moved to Modesto and joined like a worship music internship, which is really funny because mm. I had never really paid attention to worship music. Uh, but yeah. I felt like I was, it was weird. I, I felt like God called me there, but it wasn't necessarily for the for the reasons that typical students would go there. And I remember telling the pastor, he's mm. like, do you want, so you're going to be a worship leader? I was like, no, I don't think so. He's like, but this is like a worship <laughs> school. I was like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, <laughs> let's just do it and we'll see what happens, you know? And let's so, try. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, and uh, so I uh, was in the youth group and, uh, you know, back then in youth group, you could play guitar kind of, but you looked cool. Like that was the main thing. It's so like, oh, dude, Nate's got like four tattoos. Like, see, Christians cool. are cool. Look at that guy. <laughs> dude, if we put him on stage, people will think that Christians are cool. Uh, so and we'll get pizza. <laughs> we'll get pizza and Mountain Dew as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, joined the youth group band. And our big thing was yeah. like, dude, I'm so tired of Hillsong. Let's like write our own music. So we wrote our own <laughs> music. And uh, wow. I was into, you know, punk rock and, and hardcore, especially at that time. I, I had discovered some hardcore stuff, you know, Terror and some of those kind of like... So what year is this? This then? is like what 2000. Are, are you talking about what year? Four. Yeah, mm-hmm. three or four. And uh, What was like some of the music you were super into at, in 2004? Uh, so I was still into punk rock, but I had discovered the used at that point. Right. And I was just nice. obsessed because I had heard yeah, screaming before, band. but not like that. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just such a guttural, like, yep. oh my gosh, dude. And so I loved it. So I was yeah. trying to like infuse that into the worship music. And uh, <laughs> it just so happened that our in Modesto, there was like a really good hardcore scene. So a lot of the youth kids were, mm. that's what they liked. You could tell because they always wore, you know, black hoodies and their hair was just like covering up half their face. Yeah. I was like, oh, I bet that kid likes to yep. use. So we would do, our worship set would mm-hmm. have like, I would do screaming in it. And it was just, 
it was awesome because the kids, you could see them really respond to it. Um, so yeah. we started recording some music and we put out an album and all of a sudden labels were like, this is good. You guys should go on the road. And we did that. And our first big tour was with Cutlass. And, uh, yeah, it, dude. <laughs> it was, cr- yeah, it was crazy. I, it's kind of weird how like you grow up and you, you really love music and in the back of your mind, you're like, I think I'm going to do this for with my life, but you don't really, it's like half believe it and half don't, you know, you don't want to get your hopes up, but right. there's a party that's like, this is going right. to happen though. And, uh, but it doesn't happen the way you think it is going to happen <laughs> I, at all. I was like, I'm going to be in a punk rock band. Duh. And then, nope, you're actually in a worship band. <laughs> that's, <laughs> doing a bus tour with Cutlass and Thousand Foot Crutch. And I was like, how? How did I get here? Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, and that was the that was the creation tour. Yep. And if I recall correctly, I could be wrong on this, but we ended up with a really tall drum riser for that yes. oh, yeah. tour. Yeah, it was like over five feet tall. And our, our drum skirt didn't fit. So we were oh, trying to yeah, figure out right. how to make right. our drum. Like We're like, we need a drum skirt because this is way bigger than our drum skirt and right. we didn't have anything to cover it up. Right. So we got like we got like some fabric and stuff but we're like we want it to say cutlass or have a K on it or something like our other one. Right. And but we're like how do we do that right now like at tour rehearsal? And as I recall, you're like, "Oh, I could draw an old English K. Like I I could just draw that." And you literally drew it out yeah. for yeah. us. I forgot And about then we that. like cut the fabric and yeah, you were yeah. like made our RK for our drum skirt yeah. for that whole tour. Dude, I totally forgot about that. That it's was cause first meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Art skills engaged. It's because he was secretly obsessed with me at the time. <laughs> there are so many things that happen on that tour. It's I explain it to people and they don't like they kind of don't believe me. It's like like I had forgot about that. Yeah. That comes from just being in a youth group. Yeah. Like a youth group <laughs> staff person, because it's just like it's uh-huh. duct tape and you just make it work. And I was like, I could do that. I right. built, I've yeah, built yeah. a giant robot out of cardboard. I could do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then we start, I don't know how, I think it was just like they were doing, we were doing our own vlogs at that time. So I was like shooting and editing our own vlogs and it, yeah. you know, oh, um, that's right. Yeah. And then, uh, Brian Crow, you guys Brian remember him? Crow, who was doing like camera work, mm-hmm. promotion stuff for the tour, like marketing stuff for right. the tour, right? Yeah. He's like, we should do right. like a, like an office style a video series video series. And I was like, okay, cool. It'll be about yeah. me being obsessed with Cutlass and trying to insert myself into the band. Right. right. And now we're at the exciting conclusion where I did it, uh, <laughs> where you did it. I actually it worked. Did it. So it was really funny. Those actually, videos are still on YouTube and they're really funny. They're and, so funny. Yeah. I would encourage our listeners to watch on YouTube. Yeah. What do you remember what it was called? Like uh, if you Nate search stocks Nate, cutlass or something. I think if you actually search Nathan from Cutlass or Nathan Parrish in from Cutlass or something like that, they'll show up. Okay. Um because I think his okay, website that he was funny. using didn't really exist anymore. But yeah, and so that whole yeah. the whole vibe of it was basically me abandoning my band and sort of just like stalking James and stuff. And yep. it, it, it was, yeah. we had a lot of fun shooting those. That was super fun. Where I would pretend to be like really creeped out that you were always <laughs> right behind me and stuff. There was, uh, it was great. Yeah. Like Don was in it. Trevor was in it. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they were like, Nathan's really kind of obsessed with Cutlass lately. <laughs> like it would do the talking head kind of, mm-hmm 
cutaways like in the office. That was so funny. Yeah, yeah. that was a blast. Well, and there was there was so many bands on that tour as mm-hmm. well. There was just a lot of people around. And yeah, it was like eight bands, right? It was it was. I think so. Something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Great bands though. Run Kid Run was on that yeah. tour. It Pillar. Was, TFK, great. like you said, Fireflight, mm-hmm. Us, Pillar. your band. Uh, Resterlin. Yeah, I said Pillar. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, Esterlin was Esterlin on Esterlin was on it. That's where I met Luke. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Okay. I forgot that they were there. Yeah, Esterlin yeah. and... Yeah. Which, Capital Lights. Do you remember that? That's right, Capital Lights. Yeah. Okay. I dug them a lot. Yeah, they were great. Which, by the way, Luke from Esterlin, you may have seen his TV show now, yeah. Boise Boys. Uh-huh. And Boise then Boys. made a new show. A new one called Outgrown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Luke he Caldwell. Just wrote a book, too. Buddy. He can read? Uh, no, he wrote one. <laughs> Oh, it was like audio dictated <laughs> yeah, to it's, Siri. There's a voice memo that someone had. Chapter to one, <laughs> in which I learned how to rebuild houses. Dude, uh, yeah, a lot of those people I, I I stay in contact with. Like Luke, I talked to him during Christmas, um, and I ended up doing just like when I did the K for you guys. That's how I made a lot of connections with like. Um, so I ended up doing artwork for uh, FM Static's album because he was like, right. "I heard you can draw yeah. pictures," and I showed him. He's like. These are cool. Do you want to do this album? I'm like, yeah. Um, I did some merch stuff for Run Kid Run. It was what just, album was that? Uh, it was, I think it was called uh, Dear Diary. Do you remember that okay. one? So it was what like illustrations like a, doing for that? like a kid's book kind of situation. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, still talk to David uh, Curtis. So yeah. just to clarify, the video, the vlog was a joke, but Nate is in the band. <laughs> today yes well we don't know i mean we don't know if it's a joke or not it could just be that i'm crazy Maybe it wasn't i'm actually joke. crazy here's, here's yeah. a, i'm but actually stalking james from, this from is that real. tour <laughs> stalking on this podcast it's I'm, happening now I'm very concerned <laughs> someone saw that video and they're like oh you guys like just make that i was like no that's from like 2008 that was a long time ago. and they're like yeah, yeah. but yeah. how did I manifested it. It worked. It just slowly just disappeared <laughs> into the background. You ever heard it? <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. that was where we first met you, yeah. got to know you. And then, like you said, from that tour, you met a lot of people. People stayed in touch yeah. later on. And then when we were in a position where we're like, man, we need, we need someone to play guitar for us. We need a guitarist. And you were still around and friends. And it was uh, kind of a natural natural progression all part of your evil plot but yeah natural progression from our perspective (laughs) beautifully orchestrated by myself (laughs) and now it's been how many years has it been now it all blurs together to me that was 2015 you joined in 2016 yeah or 15 15 yeah i think technically i think i got started so we're coming summer oh yeah that's right it was Mm -hmm. right after the first time we went to ukraine yeah we came back 2015 Yep. And then, like, literally right after that, you joined Cutlass. Yeah. So for that whole summer, you started touring with us. Yep. And then uh, and then we went back to Ukraine the next year. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you had quite an experience. I don't remember tour. what you're talking about. I think it seemed like it went flawless. You, ha- you have blocked it out. Yeah. Well, uh, let me let me on. try and remind you. <laughs> nope, you were there, and here's okay. what happened. Sounds familiar. You were in pain for an entire month, basically. Yeah. yeah. And Ukrainian roads are no joke, by the way. It's like driving across a bunch of like staircases all day long. It's rough. I don't actually know what happened. To be honest with you, I I think it was like there's a few things that happen. 
It was uh, like the very beginning. Well, it, it, it was. And then it, um, it just got, there was no rest, you know, as far as, cause even like what you're saying, the, right. the, the bus that we were on was like a bunch of bunk beds and you're basically, it's like you're in a bunk bed and then someone's pushing you down a, a hundred mile flight of stairs and then you're just like sleeping. Yeah. So there was that. Yeah. And then, you know, just playing and rocking and also on top of that, I was lifting still. So I was like going to these Russian and gyms that they had and <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, give me the gnarliest gym you got. And I just probably shouldn't have been doing that. I was like, and they did. And stuff. And <laughs> they did. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. And then it just got one day, I don't know what happened. It just got so bad. You guys went out, we had a show in uh, Hungary with uh Christafari. Yeah. Budapest, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In Budapest. In Budapest yeah. yeah. And so like, well, we're going to get segues. And, and we sh- went out all around the city <laughs> to go like sightseeing <laughs> and go on a tour of the city. And you guys had a and wonderful like, time. I'm going to aim back. And I was like, Oh, we had a you lovely know what? Time. That's go when on, I crashed my, on my segway. Yeah. We went and toured Budapest <laughs> on segways, which you feel like a gigantic nerd touring sure. a city on a Segway. But let me tell you, I've done it in a couple other cities, including Portland, my mm. hometown. And there is really like no better way to see a city up close and personal real fast. Yeah. And there's no way to look cool doing it. No, you do no, not. It's impossible. Cool. You just <laughs> let go and let God. I, 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 I would have loved to do that. But I chose instead to cry in a bathtub for an hour. That's what I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I came back to our room that night, I was like, "How are you?" And you're like, "I cried." I cried. I, I was cried. like, "I got." Yeah. You know what? Also, in the in not being cool, I cried. Uh, yeah, I just cried. Yeah. It was a bummer. Well, <laughs> now, you know, when you're was, on, your, was it your low back? No, it wasn't even was my low back. back. It was. I had a rib out. I had a. I, I dislocated oh, like a rib. Okay. Uh, and because I saw a chiropractor when I got back, he's like, "Oh shoot!" So I was yeah. pretty much a tour with a dislocated rib, which doesn't get better really it just like hurts and you breathe and it hurts but yeah but um so okay so do you remember when we played that show and it started to rain and it made the sound system short and we had to do like a semi-acoustic thing yeah that was in a city called lutz lutz it was super dope though because it was like super it was beautiful it was was like it was raining and we were doing like what faith can do and just it was it was awesome also cried again for different reasons but yeah, um, yeah, so, emotionally, yeah, I was yeah, an emotional wreck. But after that, uh, we had a Ukrainian dentist, Art, Art, I want to say his name right, um, Artem, Artem, yeah, he was traveling with us and he's like, Bakulich. he's like, I got, um, so I have a doctor, we're gonna go to a doctor. I was like, oh, thank God. He's like, it's Sunday, so he's not at work, so we're gonna go to his house. I was like, <laughs> mm, getting sketched, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but first we're going to stop by the pharmacy and get some drugs. I'm like, again, let's just do this. I don't know what. Again. So we go to a pharmacy, buy, I don't know, some drugs, <laughs> some, some drugs. Stuff. I don't know what it is. And it's in a, and there's a drug stuff and a syringe. I was like, Oh dude, this is not, there's a drug. Stuff there was a drug, a syringe, uh, drug stuff said. and a syringe. There's a drug stuff. Okay. Uh, got it. So then we Everyone. drive through this neighborhood with a guy I don't know comes and picks us both up, and he's driving nice. like a maniac, which they do that there. Ukrainian, it, it's insane. Yep. We go to the guy's house, yep. knock on the door, and it's just a you know just a house, cool, nice house, and yeah, yeah. come in. And I'm like, I'm just fully going into this stranger's house with a syringe <laughs> and some unknown substance. And they don't speak English. <laughs> a drug stuff. A drug stuff. So we go into yep. his back room. And I kid you not, he's like points to the wall 
and there's this little certificate that's about this big on the wall. He's like, doctor. And I was like, oh, so okay. for listeners, Nate was holding up his hands in the shape of maybe a three by five. It's about, about a three by five card framed. Apparently said in a different language, yeah. I am doctor. I am doctor. <laughs> and yes, so I was okay. like, oh, he's yes. like, yeah, so I'm doctor. Give me a drug stuffs. I'm doctor. So we're good, yeah. right? I'm like, yeah, we're good, man. And then he goes to me and he motions for me to like uh, take off my pants. Like he points out, take off your pants. As and I was like, does. oh, yes. no, I'm sorry. Sorry. It's my back. Yeah, my back hurts. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, pants, remove pants. I was like, and he pointed, he probably <laughs> pointed like, to the postcard. Oh, yeah, again. he's like, it's a, I am a doctor. At, look at the post- postcard, doctor. So I'm like, at that point, I'm like, okay, I mean, I guess. So I fully <laughs> take my pants off in the stranger's nice. office. And then he's like, okay, uh, lay on couch, bend over. I was like, bro. It's my back though. <laughs> Rub it on my back. <laughs> Give me the drugs on my back. Yeah. And so I lay down, uh, bare butt. Sorry for the listeners, but that's what happened. And uh, he gives me a shot in my butt. <laughs> Don't know what it is to this day. Nice. I'll tell you what. That next. Did you show, feel better after? Oh, bro, I felt awesome. <laughs> I was like, hey, you felt so much better. I'm gonna give me a copy of that card, buddy. <laughs> Give me a copy of that three by five card. I'm gonna show my friends. You're coming back. I'm coming back. No, and then the, the next day, I think, is when we went to that like ranch thing. You remember that? We went to that like compound, which was like Oh yeah, oh, yeah. At yeah. um at Yora and um I forgot it. I forgot their names. Yeah. I'm sorry, you guys. We love you though. Dude, it seriously? was a very cool ranch. That was yeah. such a that like saved my whole trip because, you know, I, I was having a rough one. And then we did that and it was like they made us all these meats and we all had our own meats. bed and then we did sauna we went to the sauna sauna which is hottest they sauna. did our laundry for us they did yeah they did our that? laundry yeah it was so awesome so which we have to clarify sauna over there is not like you're sauna saying it wrong here. sauna 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's way hotter than yes. anything oh. you've ever experienced in america and they whack you with oak branches (laughs) which is lovely dude it's great you do Um, this like hot cold plunge so you like you do the super hot sauna that's right and in fact sauna the the sauna was so hot (laughs) that you had to wear a little wool cap so you didn't overheat and pass out yeah which sounds counterintuitive maybe like putting a wool hat on your head would that make it worse seems like you'd get hotter but apparently it helped but it's because it's so hot in there it actually protected you from your head getting hot as fast yeah it's it was crazy hot it was great and then you yeah you have like a little plunge in the water there's like a moment of a moment where you start to panic you're like i can't breathe i can't breathe but you're like no no i gotta tough it out dude and and then then they start hitting you and and you're in there (laughs) yeah yes and And you're in there with a whole bunch of other dudes and you're like i'm not going to be the one to run out i'm gonna be the first guy to to chicken out like i'm gonna Stick with it here, you know. Like, At that I gotta, point, I was like, "Come on, I we survived. Can we can do this. I survived being in. I could have been kidnapped. Uh, you know, who knows? Some guy just injected <laughs> me with something. I don't know what. It, I'm, we're let's just do the sauna thing. I don't care. <laughs> so it was awesome. But dude. then you do the cold plunge, yeah. and your heart start. You feel like you're gonna have a heart attack, and your all your blood vessels are pulsing and everything. And then for me, at least, like my muscles and my body, I was like, wow, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that was amazing. So I can imagine with your back hurting too. It felt so good. Probably awesome. So good. I took a nap. And then when I woke up, they're like, also, here's a bunch of meat. 
I'm like, you guys, all my favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> Naps, me, you guys, you guys, you did this. Also for known us? as gains. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The food thing, the food situation was Nate's awesome. Gains. I had to Meat like platter. order multiple. Remember, I I ordered the. Like the that was tough. The meat plate. They really underestimated how much you and I would eat. Oh, yeah. at all these restaurants. Yeah, that. If you guys and don't know, like, they're listening. We would order meat platter. We would order meat platter, and the server would be like, "That's for five people," and we'd be like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Bring two. Bring me the platter. <laughs> yeah, they looked one at us for like, me, one for you. <laughs> the the Cutlass boys are big eaters, um, and so we are. Uh, yeah, they just they weren't ready. They weren't ready for the game train. <laughs> That we were on <laughs> the game train. <laughs> Love it. They weren't ready for the game. Too. Oh, that's amazing. So, uh, Nate, um, let's let's rewind a little bit. Um, can you share with us a little bit just about your family and growing up? And then I know you went through some pretty tough stuff with your dad. Um, can you just share that story a little bit for our listeners and kind of give a little background on? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of your life. So uh, I was born in Stockton and my parents, um, they, my mom was a strong believer. My dad, uh, had kind of come out of, uh, he grew up Mormon. And so, um, mm. yeah, those tend to be a little, uh, overbearing in a religious sense, you know? Yeah. And so he did the, yeah, well, I'm out. And so, you know, long hair, motorcycles, yeah. I'm going to Amsterdam. Did, did he lose that. connection with his family yeah. when he basically decided to leave the church? Essentially. Um, well, it's kind of weird though, because yeah. I don't, that is a part of a lot of people's stories with that. But, um, right. His, my, my, it was my step grandpa. He was like, uh, he had some position in the Mormon church, but he was super cool. And so we still head Mormon. Yeah. He was like head Mormon. I don't forget what it was, but <laughs> he had like robes and stuff, but, um, he was super cool. Yeah. And we still kept, we still yeah. hung, hung out with him, uh, but not Great. anyone else really of the family. And so, um, so me, for me growing up, it was like this, all right, here's all the, here's all the principles and the teachings of Christ, but we're not going to really go to church. So it was like a double thing. It was like, we love this, but we don't like church. We're not going to do church and we're scared. Mm. Of, we don't like the religion thing. And so, um, mm. so, you know, it was, it was, um, <clears throat> I, I you know, I didn't have like a, a normal church attend. We'd go to church for a while and then, you know, we'd find some issue and then not go. So I think the fix for that was my mom, my mom put me in a Christian school. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, you'll get, it's like church with math. Um, <laughs> so I really loved it. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Christian school, that probably yeah. sucks, but I loved it, dude. It was cool. Um, cool. I did have to wear uniforms, but, uh, I rebelled by buying a really small shirt so I, I couldn't tuck in because <laughs> you had to tuck your shirts in. I was like, well, I'm going to get a crop top so it can't tuck in. Boom. <laughs> Rebellion. <laughs> Got him. Got him. And so, yeah, so going to a Christian school, playing sports, doing all that stuff. And, uh, but the, uh, the Christian thing, so I, I, had, I had all those um, positive influences in my life, but maybe not. It was sort of like a skeptical thing. Because my mom was like, oh, mm. you know, church, a lot of bad people there, hypocrites at church. We don't, you know. Mm. And so it was weird to me. I'm like, but doesn't God say that we should be a part of the church? Yeah, but not mm. us, though. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And so then when I went to college, uh, I decided, I was like, oh, I'm going to take opposite classes. 
So I'm going to take philosophy. I'm going to take Eastern religion. I'm going to take all these classes because for me, I, I had experienced Christ, but I was like, I really want to, I want it to be because it's real, not just because it was like cultural or, you know, I didn't know anything else. So I purposely took these classes right. and it was tough, man. The philosophy class, especially like, I was like, I think I'm the only Christian here. Cause they would just be like, Oh yeah. Mm. And then, you know, and then here's the Bible and how it promotes slavery. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and just stuff like that. Yeah. And, and then Eastern religions was obviously uh, a lot different too, but it was great for me. Right. It was, it, it really sharpened my critical thinking skills. And I think that mm. was like a foundation for me where I was like, okay, so this is my relationship now. Cause kind of put it through the fire. Um, yeah, this is, how I'm gonna, this is the path I'm going to go on. So, uh, about 2009, 10-ish, I had just gotten married. <clears throat> My dad had a, he got what's called hairy cell leukemia. It's pretty rare, I guess. Mm. Um, really? But yeah, he's like, a, his generation was like, you know, they're tough guys. So I didn't yeah. really fully grasp how serious it was because he had leukemia. And then we went to the hospital and he's just like, I'm good. And he was doing chemo, but his hair wouldn't fall out because <laughs> he had like long white hair. Mm. And so I was like, mm. oh, and he, I think he was just putting on a front. You know, he's like, Psh, I'm fine. I, I'll go back. I'm going to go back to work. Mm. And then he was good for uh, like seven years. And then, yeah, like 2009 or 10, he got sick again. My mom was like, oh, um, I had to take dad to the, I, I had to call an ambulance. I was like, what? It's like, yeah. So he got to the mm. hospital and they're like, okay, so your blood cell count is like, I forget the numbers, but it's supposed to be, let's say 30 or whatever. It was like at seven. Mm-hmm. So you're like, so you're like a walking mm-hmm. dead person right now. And, th- and he was coming right. home from work and he couldn't walk up the stairs. So my mom's like, what mm-hmm. the heck? So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he did the whole thing and, uh, you know, all the, the treatment and stuff. Um, and it seemed like he was pulling, he was pulling through, but he had too much going on. He had, um, he had the leukemia and then he also got pneumonia or he had pneumonia, but he didn't say he didn't do anything about it. He had walking pneumonia. Oh, so wow. he probably had been sick for a couple of weeks. And then he, uh, then he got sepsis, uh, which is, wow. yeah. So all the stuff brutal. And then he also had, yeah, he had, he'd smoked his whole life. So he also had, um, COPD or whatever. So all these things yeah. together were con- counteracting each other. The chemo, you couldn't yeah. stop the, a pneumonia because the chemo was killing your, you know, and so, uh, but that was like a big turning point for me because I had been in a part of a church culture where it was like, you know, you you commonly hear it's always God's will to heal, like hey by His stripes we are healed, yeah, yeah. so God's going to heal, and I'm like all right, well cool, let's do it, and then He didn't, and I was like, uh, yeah. so that's like one of those theology buster moments that people have, yeah. And um, thankfully, you know, I had <clears throat> good support system and, and Rachel and stuff, but that can easily, that could shipwreck a person, you know, something like that. Yeah. And it does often. Very how, true. How old were you when your dad passed away? Uh, I was 29. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he passed and I, I kind of... So how did you avoid dipping into that deep despair of the like why did you do this especially when you 
as you just mentioned, had been very much a part of a belief system culturally with your experiences in church that was like, no, it's he's going to be healed. How did you deal with um, not resenting God or or did you and you had to work that out in your own faith journey? Uh, even I, disappointment yeah. with God, I think, yeah. too, would be a good yeah. way to say that, maybe. I did. I did. I was I was super mad, but there was no avoiding mm-hmm. it. I was, wow. um, <clears throat> right. Yeah, yeah. I was I was mad, but again, like I I'm also I I'm also a, a logical person, and so just even in my mind, I was like, but logically speaking, not everyone's going to be healed. That's not how it worked in Scripture, and also we all die. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just yeah. on its face, it, it 100%. can't. It can't be true. I was like, it can't be. Because yeah. what? We just keep getting healed. Yeah. There's no one on earth that's like a thousand years old. So they, we all die. So yeah. that that part was was a little, it made it a little easier for me. I was like, okay. I think my resentment was <clears throat> I had thought because maybe I was special, um, because I was in that inner circle. Mm. I was doing ministry with mm. all these like, you know, heroes of the faith and they were praying. I was like, okay, mm. well, God's definitely going to listen. And then he's, and then I didn't, you know, I didn't get what I wanted. And it was a hard lesson to learn of like, yeah. wow, Christian life is really not about health and wealth. And like, it's not even about being happy. It's about what the difference between being happy and what joy is. And it's a hard lesson to, mm. to learn. What do you think that is? The difference between being happy and what joy is? I think happiness can be achieved through uh, temporal ways. Um, and yeah. it's fleeting. Uh, it's an emotion. It's a mood, but joy is something that you have, and it doesn't. It doesn't uh, go away with circumstance because you ultimately know what the end result is, and it's eternal. Right. So I guess I would say joy is like the eternal security. Uh, you know, of knowing, you know, where you're going to end up. Uh, happiness can be achieved in multiple different ways, but it doesn't last. You know, um, and so. Yeah. I think you know. There's times where you have both. Obviously, hey, I'm happy. This, I'm happy. But like, yeah, you can't. I can't base my life off. I think of happiness that. is like something you experience, yeah. and joy is something you can choose. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like it's a perspective shift. Exactly. You can choose joy. Yeah. So it was. It was tough. Um. And everything sort of got stripped at that point. Like me and Rachel had just gotten married. Uh, we lost. We yeah. both lost our jobs within three months of getting married. Uh, it's, yeah, oh, it was sick. Oh, wow. Bummer. <laughs> and we were living with her parents because I was like, well, <laughs> we're going to, uh, my band's going to take off, obviously. Uh, and so we'll be rich and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be able to buy a house. I'll so be... we'll just live with her parents for now. <laughs> my worship internship with screaming is totally going to take <laughs> yeah, off. Listen, guys, <laughs> and, this is going to catch. All musicians, all musicians are loaded. With oh, cash. that's right. Well, I was just Flush hoping for cash. Just a, with cash. I was hoping for just a paycheck, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. so that, that was gone. Yeah. Then, so now we're newlyweds living with our parents, and then my dad dies. And so I was like, oh, right. well, this is the worst, you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I remember this, you know, I remember Rachel was going to school. We moved to Sacramento. Um, we were living in low income housing. It was five, $500 a, uh, a month to live there. Super ghetto, bad neighborhood, but that's what we could afford. And I would go on jogs around the neighborhood just to clear my mind and listen to music and stuff. And I remember just like cr- crying. I'm a big crier, but I was just on the, like, what did I do? 
Like, what did I freaking do? Mm. I was actually literally working for you. I'm an actual employee of God mm. in my mind. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm doing ministry. Why'd you, what, what did I do, man? Just tell me and I'll stop doing yeah. it. And yeah. it was nothing like that. It would, it, it's life. Yeah. And then also it was, God used that circumstance to remove me from an environment that was going to, and was already toxic to something else that I didn't even know was a possibility. Mm. But if I had my way, I'd have been right. like, nope, I'm going to stay here. We're going to do this. You know, my dad will be around, all this stuff, and I'll continue in this, yeah. this uh, you know, false gospel, I guess I want to say, and I'll continue mm. down that path. But yeah. God's like, no, I'm, hey. Yeah, this, I'm crushing it. I'm right. crushing it in ministry, so God's going to bless my life exactly. and make everything happy make everything good. He's going to heal my dad. My van's going to blow up all those things because we're doing it for all the right reasons. Yeah. Which is kind of just a morphed prosperity gospel. It's a prosperity gospel. Yeah. Kind of this. Yeah. I I lived it. And I also, this is another kind of thing is I remember we had a thousand dollars in our um, savings account with me and Rachel when we first got married. And we, at the church, it was like, Oh, we're going to do a seed harvest, a seed, you know, plant a seed for whatever you want God to do. When I say it now, it sounds so stupid. I'm like, Nate, come on, bro. Yeah. But at the time you don't know, I'm in that environment for so long. It's just normal. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, we're going to give our thousand dollars so we can get a house. That was our big thing. We want to get a house, you know? So I gave all the money we had in our account. And, uh, and then I, we both lost our jobs. That was the, <laughs> it's so funny looking mm-hmm. back. The timeline was, we gave oh, the man. seed. That's not how this is supposed yeah, to like, work. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Did you not hear me? Did, the, did I say it weird? No, I wanted a house. <laughs> yeah, not to be homeless. Yeah. So where did you, where did you put that thousand dollars? Who did that go to? There's the church. Went to the church. They go to your church. Mm-hmm. You, so you donated it to the church. Yeah. yeah. As like seed money for God. I want God to do this in my it life. Is, so it's if a, we give it's this money a, to the church. Then He's going to bless us. It's a practice of. Uh, did they at least cry on a prayer towel and give it to you? <laughs> So that was extra. Could I could have got that. Shake extra. the Shekinah glory out <laughs> over your head every day. Yeah. No, it was, it, you know, that's a common practice in um, some charismatic circles yeah. where it's, it's a, you know, it essentially yeah. what it does, and no one ever explained it like this, but it basically is a, you know, you're making a, a transaction with God. So yeah, I'm giving mm-hmm. this in faith. Yeah. Okay. That means you have to bless me. Here's the, here's the thing though. God will bless you. Yeah. I think he did bless me but it's not what I wanted. It's mm. the exact opposite of what I wanted. Yeah. And looking back, I was like, dude, he really, not because I gave him money. He's like, what's he going to yeah, do with right. it? Buy action figures? You know, he doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah. but like, I didn't need yeah. your thousand dollars. He doesn't need yeah. my thousand dollars, but he did, I think, in my heart was like, I trust you. That was the big thing. And so I, I do think that in a weird way, he's like, Nate, I'm actually going to help you out here. You're going to hate it. <laughs> but all these yeah. things are going to fall apart, but it's going to put you on a path that maybe you wouldn't, you, you couldn't even see it coming and you wouldn't want it, but that's where you're going. And so you don't know that until years later, you know? Yeah. You mentioned this church culture was kind of toxic and something that you needed to get out of, I guess. Um, and, but didn't know it at the time, right? Cause you're, yeah. you're in it and, 
you're a, like this is all you know. This is your life, and you're trying to do the best to follow God and and to do the right things. Mm-hmm. And yet, the more you do those things, sometimes the deeper down that rabbit hole you go. So, what was kind of the turning point for you? I guess as far as going, man, where I've been and what I've been doing, this just isn't true, and it's not right, and it's not actually freedom. I guess it, it can become very burdensome when I have to do all these things so that God will bless me. Yeah. Um, I think that can be something that can really lead us down a path that is um, very burdensome. And, and we have all this responsibility on ourselves to perform so that we can live up to or, or earn God's blessing, so to speak. So what was kind of the, I guess, that turning point for you? And, and where did you go from there? So the turning point was all these different things, these circumstances all kind of happen around the same time. So, uh, you know, we do the seed thing, give the money, lose the jobs. Uh, you know, dad passes away. My band, I was, I was no longer in the band because we had moved away. And, and so I, I, it was sort of like an extraction. You know, I was out of that environment. And I remember, dude, I don't know how I found it. I think I had a friend who was like, have you ever heard Mark Driscoll before? And I was like, uh, no. Not at all, because when you're in those circles, they're sort of like competing, and they're like very exclusionary. Those guys are yeah. bad. Don't listen to them. That was literally right, it was yeah. like, don't listen to them. They're right. bad. And yeah, yeah. I was out of that environment now, so I was kind of like, oh, where do I go? And so I listened to Mark Driscoll, and I was like, whoa. First of all, <laughs> I loved just his speaking voice. You know, I was like, man, what a <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> but, but, um. The thing I liked most about him was that he just taught the Bible. He just taught, like I listened to the Luke series, and I was blown away that he spent, what was it, like a couple years going through the Luke? I thought that was so mm-hmm. foreign, because I was like, no, no, no. You just take like the bullet points, and then you just like read a, a, a sentence of it, and then you just talk for like 45 minutes about whatever. Not, not this. <laughs> yeah. This was like, here's what the verse means. Here's yeah. what the context is. And we're going to do it next week. We're going to go into part two. I was like, whoa. So that really yeah. spoke to me because it was so counter um, to what I had been in, the environment I had been in. And I loved it. There was a part of me that was like, you know, the, the voice was like, this is real. Like, this is the actual thing. And plus, he was him and, you know, like Matt Chandler, Vody Bauckham. Like, it was, it turns out that I loved Reformed theology, I guess. I had no idea. Yeah. But I liked it because it was so <laughs> black and white to me in a world where I was just so mm-hmm. grayed out, dude, I was so mixed up because none, nothing made sense. If you, they all contradicted, all the teachings contradicted each other. You know, it's always God's will to heal. Well, how come you're wearing glasses? Uh, whatever. Like it, uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You're wearing glasses right now telling me it's yeah. always God's will to heal. Make him heal your eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with reform theology, not that I am, am married to that now, but, it got me thinking on that path of like, let's just read the Bible and right. like see what it actually means as opposed to what we want it to mean. Because I felt like that's where I was at. Whereas mm-hmm. you could take it, you could take scripture and just kind of twist it and you can literally make it say what you want. And if you and if people are ignorant underneath you and you keep them ignorant by saying you can't question this, you can make them do what you mm-hmm. want. And so Yeah. So it kind of got me, <clears throat> this is a fire under my butt, so to speak, where I was like, dude, I've been lied to. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I did swing yeah. that pendulum really far the other way. Like I was, you freaking lied to me. 
you know, and I'm coming for you mm -hmm. now. <laughs> so I had to back off of that a little bit because, uh, you know, that's not, yeah. that's not right either. You want balance. But yeah, that was the turning point, man. It was right. literally just seeing in real life, oh, your theology doesn't even hold up. Cool. Mm. You know? But I knew God was real. Cool. It's like when you do math, yeah. right? Um, you do a math problem and you get it wrong. Yeah. It's not because math is wrong. It's because you just right. did it wrong. The principles exist. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. I was going to ask if like, you felt before that changing point or before that turning point, if you felt like what you were being taught about God felt incongruent with what he must really be like. Did you have kind of this growing like... Were you suspicious oh, yeah. in your heart? Oh, yeah. I, I had, <laughs> yeah. I make jokes about it now because, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of people of the church and some have left and some are still in there, but um, I had so many meetings. I was always being pulled into meetings and getting yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, one the of the meetings. big things was like, you know, taking verses out of context. And even back then, I was like, oh, it feels weird to me, uh, you know, talking about uh, the big thing was like, Everyone needs to speak in tongues. That's how you know you have uh, yeah. the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So the you could be Spirit. a Christian, yeah. but you're sort of like a Christian that hasn't lifted yet. And then you get to speaking in tongues, and then now you've hit the gym and you have gains, right? So you're a powerful Christian. <laughs> and that always felt really exclusive to me, and it always felt really like we're better than other churches because of this one gift. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, you guys yeah. are harping on the gift of tongues so much. Don't you think the gift of wisdom would be a better one if we're going to do that? Like have yeah. Like have a, a night where we ask God for the gift of wisdom. It's never that, though. It's never wisdom. It's yeah. never love. It's never patience. It's always tongues. <laughs> like, why are you obsessed with this? <laughs> yeah. What's the deal? And so yeah. I would always have you know conversations. I never really got answers. What I mostly got was you just need to trust leadership. You know, And, and to be fair, at the time, I was so married to the music that I was doing that was attached there that I was like, I'll just, you know what, whatever. I care about the music. Yeah, I'll just, hmm. yeah, whatever. You know, I'll just go along with it. As long as I can keep doing mm -hmm. what I want to do. Exactly. This other stuff isn't as important. Which is not right. It's not right either. But just to be frank, that's just what I cared about. You know, I was like, okay, I'll just yeah. chalk that up too. That's yeah. probably false teaching, but eh. yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's interesting you, that I, di I didn't know Mark Driscoll was kind of one of those first Bible teachers for you mm -hmm. to kind of shift your your thinking and open you to a new world. And it's it's interesting because obviously many of the listeners probably know the story of Mars Hill in Seattle and, yeah. and Mark Driscoll's story. Um, and, and so there, there's a lot of tension there too, right? Yeah. And so here we are. Here's another testimony of how that Bible teaching impacted your life in a really positive way. Yeah. Um, and yet the people that lived in Seattle and were part of that church, and we have friends that have, have been deeply wounded mm -hmm. in a different way right. by that church and, and what happened there. And so th these tensions, you know, they're, they're everywhere. And, and that's where I think, like you said, balance too. Like it's really easy to swing to the other side and be like, okay, this is the way we need to do it. Mm -hmm. These guys have it figured out. Everything's black and white. This reform theology is the ticket. Like now it all makes sense. And yet, in those camps too, we see 
other issues. <laughs> we oh, see yeah. other things. They're rigid about other things, like yep. the rigidity you saw about like the manifestation of speaking in tongues is the only gifting of the Holy Spirit worth talking about and worth emphasizing at our church. But like the way the pendulum swings the other way, they're rigid about other things as <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. And I'm really glad for you and for us and for listeners that can relate to this. None of that means that that's how God is. We need to spend time getting closer to God so we understand who he proclaims himself to be in our lives because the easy thing is to uh, is to get mad at the whole thing and be mad at God and turn away from your faith in God because of those experiences and and feel like he did this to me, you know. And at the same time, in both of those places, God was moving in your life and reaching yeah. you, right? Yeah, like absolutely. you learned things and grew in your faith at your first church. And then you later on discovered this whole other way of doing things and thinking, and you learned and grew in your faith there too. So God was still working through both of those places, Mm -hmm. but they were both flawed, which because we're, they're being led by flawed people because we're all flawed people. That's what we do. We (laughs) None of us get it right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We flawed it up, dude. It's a great, it's a great point because so many times we would like, and I've experienced this now because I work at church, and so I, you know, I have friends that leave, and they're like, they leave for this X Y Z reason, and essentially that means yeah. that the church is bad. It's like, no, no, um, it's just that this was something that didn't line up, and it might not even be wrong. It was just with where you're at, and God will like. I have stuff that I learned from all these churches that now I carry with me, and I'm like, I think I have a good, a good balance of things because of that. Now there's some painful moments on yeah. all of it. You know, uh, but it's like it's totally. not wrong or right necessarily. It's just that's what you need to learn. And so, it, but yeah, it is easy yeah. to just be like, nope, all those churches are bad. It's like, well, they're not. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just yeah. you learn different things at different times in your life. Yeah, and you carry those lessons with you into your church now too, and you yep. you can recognize some of the pitfalls from the different places you've been, and being like, hey. We don't want to do these things. We want to find that balance, but it still doesn't mean you're going to get it all right, and there's still going to be people that are going to disagree, and that's just the messiness of humanity, I think, and and being with people is we aren't all going to agree. We aren't all going to get it right, Um, and and I think one of the challenges that I see in culture right now is that too often we confuse God with what people are doing. Yeah, where people are messing things up or making things difficult or right. challenging or not being kind or, or loving to one another. And we confuse that because if they are a leader in the church, if they have authority in the church, then that's interpreted oftentimes as like, well, this is what the church is doing. This is what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just human beings. And so yeah. I think a lot of people that have maybe left the church entirely too, that have been deeply wounded or hurt, were often not hurt by God god it's just the teachings or the thing like like you were saying they gave their thousand dollar seed money and Mm -hmm. they lost their jobs and their dad died of cancer Mm -hmm. and they're like forget this everything i've been taught was a lie i'm out completely and they they lump god into that and it's like no that wasn't god that was some things that were off (laughs) and so being able to get the scalpel out and go okay i need to cut away these things because these things were really wrong but that doesn't mean that all of these things of God are wrong, but there, there were some wrong things, but not all of it. And that's, that's hard to do. That's hard to navigate and hard to, yeah. hard to kind of split 
um, those two things apart and be able to find that place where you go, okay, I'm going to still trust God, but it maybe looks different than I originally thought. Yeah, big time. It's You have to... I totally understand people get hurt and they walk away from church. I totally get it. Like I can sympathize yeah. and I, I know I talk yeah. to a lot of people now that that's, that's where they're at and gentle as I can, you know, cause, um, I've been there. It's just, yeah, it's hard to, to separate. It's like, but that person was representing God. It's like, yeah, I know, but they're wearing the Jersey, but you don't always have a good game. That's not God. You know, you gotta, <laughs> Yeah. And, and and there will be a day, and this is where the, the humility will come in. It's like, there will be a day when you do that. And maybe not in the same way, but we all mm-hmm. have misrepresented Christ. You know, I had to go back and like yeah. talk to some of the people and be like, oh man, looking back, we did some weird things. And I had to be like, hey, did I have a part in that? Because if I did, I want to apologize, you know? And, and so, because um, I, yeah. I could be, I, I could have done that, you know, because that was how we were, Yeah, that's how we were. And so um, I think that's a good a thing to, to remi- remind yourself, too, is like, you know, yes, people mis- misrepresent God. Yes, theology is bad and should be called out. And I'm not saying you should just ignore it because that damages. That's part of why we're talking is because it damages people. True. Yeah. So calling True. out in a, in a loving, gentle way, but, but also, you know, realizing like taking stock, like I'm not, dude, at any given day, cut me off on the freeway. You might see something pop up, <laughs> and I'm not representing Christ in that moment. But if a if person, Special little bird, if yeah. person, if, you know, knows me with my, I have my church shirt on, and that's all they ever see of me. They're like, "See, Christians told you, told you." Yeah, I was like, "No, I, I just yeah. you freaking cut me off. Use your blinker, dude." How have you found that these uh, thoughts and these experiences have worked their way into your music? Because besides being in Cutlass. Um, we would encourage our listeners to check out all of Nate's music. He's releasing super awesome solo records and recording and writing all these songs. And, um, how, how do you feel like these concepts have taken shape in your music? Like the song God knows comes to mind, for example, which you had a very special guest on that song as well. Yeah. That, uh, so, um, the special guest is, his name's David Button. He's from a band called the showdown and, I've loved them. For, get snake bit, dude. Get snake bit. I've loved them forever. Check them out, obviously. But <clears throat> yeah, that the worked showdown. out. The showdown, Love yeah, it. that was amazing to have him on there. But um, I think uh, the solo stuff was important because I didn't really have an outlet for this. Like even this conversation we're having about theology and and kind of the 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 good, bad, the ugly. I didn't really have an outlet for right. that and. Music is such a it's such a magical way to convey a message. I feel like it's the best because you can you can inject yeah. melody and there's beauty and like harmonies and things like that and it will get a message into a place that maybe would never get to before. You know, and I experience that a lot now cuz I'm a Christian, but my music isn't it's not, you know, Christian uh it's not in that world necessarily, but I do a lot of Shows like I'm playing a show this Wednesday at Jerry's Pizza with you know no Christian bands and it's the same message you know mm. um, so I think it 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 allows me to do that but the song God knows was a um it was sort of uh, that whole situation is kind of me expressing that where my frustration there's a line in there where it says uh, you're turning faith into a pyramid scheme um, 
and just about um it was just a way for me to convey that message without just <laughs> the bluntness of it, you know, when you're just having a conversation or you're writing a blog mm-hmm. or doing something like that. It just sometimes mm-hmm. can be a bit much, but putting it to music really helped. And the bridge of that song is essentially saying, um, you know, um, yes, God was misrepresented, but uh, he's the warmth. I'm just the flame. You know, he's the ocean. I'm just a wave. Like he's the bigger picture. And cool. Uh, got to keep that in mind, but it's got some, it's got some, uh, biting lyrics in there for sure. I don't, I don't shy away from that, but <laughs> yeah. You know, Nate, where can, uh, where can the listeners find that song if they want to listen to it? Uh, it's, it's on everything. You know, Spotify, iTunes. Um, yeah. Yeah. YouTube, everything. And it's yeah. just, it's just Parrish, right? Is the, uh, it's Nate Parrish. Artist. For some reason on Facebook, I can't change my name. <laughs> it's just Parrish, but. <laughs> It's weird. I'm just like, Parrish on Facebook. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm. It's but. my name, but uh, yeah, everything else is Nate Parrish. It's like <laughs> you go to nateparish.com okay. and you can find everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Nate Parrish on whatever streaming platform you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. and then what's what's the record called? Soul surgery. Soul surgery. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Surgery. What's that about? Um, it it as I'm writing the album. You know, you like you guys know themes start to pop up, and yeah. I yep. realized it's like, well, a lot of this is sort of because the first album was I'm a wreck, so that's just like the, the raw and the chaos of 2020, and you know it's visceral and all that stuff, and then the follow up soul yeah. surgery was sort of like the picking up of the pieces, and uh, there's more hope injected into there, and um, but I think that it, it's sort of a, uh, you know, looking at our world and we all, we all have these bad things going on, but we're treating it all with, uh, symptomatic, you know, drugs. We're, we're basically saying, well, you, you know, yeah. I noticed that you have a headache. We'll take these pills. We're like, well, I'm having a headache cause my arms cut off and I'm bleeding to death. That's why my head hurts. Like, yeah, but take these pills and it will help your headache. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'll just be that then, you know? And so yeah. I feel like, uh, is that what the doctor in Ukraine told you would happen? <laughs> yeah, just, just your arm gets cut off. You. It's just a. You know what? It, the album's a tribute to that guy. Doctor. Thank you if you're out there, doctor. <laughs> this is for you. No, it's, it just talks about. I am doctor. You know, we need our our issue is we're sick in our soul, and we can get all these medications, not physical medications, but you know what I mean, like uh, relationships, blah blah blah, all these different things, but it's not going to fix it. God's God knows how to fix it. And so that the soul surgery yeah. thing is sort of like that. You know. That's cool. cool. And it's up for two Grizzly Awards this year, right? Two Grizz, man. Yeah. yeah. No, nominations. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I voted for you. Thank you. you. I yeah. voted for you too. <laughs> oh, God bless your heart. Yeah. You got at least two votes. <laughs> Dude. Uh for sure. Also my own vote. <laughs> Guaranteed. Three. I voted for myself. <laughs> yeah, so three. Okay. We're up to three. Oh, nice. Take I that. We're, we're Take that, Anne Berlin. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I'm up great. for uh, rock album of the year. That's a, that's going to be a hard one to win. That's a long shot for sure. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see, man. Yeah. Well, and we have a uh, we've got rock song of the year for Cutlass. I yeah, think. we got two noms as well. We two got noms. Rock song of the year for Words of Fire and rock collaboration of the year because uh, End of the World features Kevin Young from Disciple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So fun. We're going to take those. So also, Nate, 
you did you draw like the cover and everything that all, all that artwork mm-hmm. on soul surgery um, and soul all surgery. your other songs and stuff and yeah. then yeah like you've you've recently started like a an art company right graphic arts company and tell us a little bit about that and your artwork and because you you are a very talented artist drawer of things <laughs> yeah. uh drawer of the case for for uh for drum risers, Draw et cetera. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been doing stuff. Obviously, <laughs> I just, you guys need a K? No problem. Uh, I've been doing <laughs> artwork and all that stuff for a long time. And it was sort of just under, like, getting DMs, you know. Hey, Nate, could you draw this? Like, yeah, bro. Uh, so I said, like, this needs to be more profesh. <laughs> so branding it and having a name, it's not just, like, Nate or whatever. Uh, and doing it that way. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of work with um, a lot of indie bands, did some album covers this week and some merch design stuff. But, you know, it, it, in the true DIY sense of punk rock, like, yeah, I was... So all the album stuff, all the artwork, all the videos, I do all that myself, all the animation, all that. Um, I do it myself because I can. And then also it's like, it's that's just the DIY ethos of punk rock. Like that's, you know, you, totally. you do it yourself. And... Uh, I love doing it. Uh, it's really cool. Um, but uh, it's a lot of work for sure. But yeah, I love it. I yeah. love looking at it and be like, oh, cool, I did that. Because at least if it sucks, it's my fault, you know? <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Now, and, and you, what, what's your company called? Black Pastel. Black Pastel. So if somebody wanted to hire you to draw something or do artwork mm-hmm. for them, wh- where could they go to? to do that and get more info. Um, so you can go to nateparish.com. There's a link there. Uh, but I'm on Instagram too. So um, there's like a portfolio on there. I don't really have a its own website because, you know, websites. Yeah. But yeah. What's the Instagram handle? I think it's at Black Pastel Design. Design Co. Yeah, Design Co. At Black Pastel Design yeah. Co. Cool. Yeah. So people can check that out, seek some of your artwork. And and it's funny because, I mean, for the listeners, they've never seen this, but like I've watched Nate draw incredible things on napkins at like a diner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He's just like, you know, just like doodling and the doodle sketches. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's been cool to kind of see your art just pop up as we travel and or doing things and yeah. you're like, yeah, I drew this. And it's like, that's really cool. It's fun. Um, and then sometimes it makes its way into a future design of something too, which is, which is neat to see. It's cool. Cause I had to learn to sort of, uh, you know, it's not, it's never like a fun thing to like promote yourself, you know, it's just a, yeah. So, you know, even like with the artwork for the album and my merch and stuff, people are like, dang, dude, who designs your stuff? I'm like, Oh uh, yeah, I do. It just sounds so like, I don't know. It's like I yeah. did, of course, you know. But yeah. I did, and so you know, <laughs> so I got mouse to feed. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to get better at that and and all that stuff and charging people. You know, I'm trying to do that more. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, I got you, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love doing it though. Honestly, do you remember one of my favorite designs you did was uh, a poster for a concert we did called Concert for the Youth. I was, I was just wondering yeah. if you remember uh, it doing that. doesn't ring any bells now. Next next question. No, it, well, it was a big show, Concert for the Youth. Do you want, um, oh, I, maybe you didn't hear me. I said it's called Concert for the You're Youth. Breaking up. It was a show where allegedly Justin Bieber was going to be there and all sorts of other Can stuff. Can I tell Do that you story? Remember that? 
Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. We wanted Go to talk it. about it. And it was in your hometown of Bakersfield. Yeah. So, so this, yeah, thanks this a lot. Cause, story. Because I don't want to interrupt you, but do you remember uh, among all of the other things in that whole debacle when it was time to finally play the show Concert for the Youth? I was trying to fly down <laughs> to Bakersfield that day and I got stuck in San Francisco mm. and my flight got canceled, straight up canceled. So among all the other gnarly things that happened that day, I had to go downstairs, ask them to take my luggage out of the plane and bring it to me and go get a rental car and like j- haul butt to get down to Bakersfield on time. For some yeah. reason, I don't yeah. know and why. And this, this was a Cutlass show. Yeah. To clarify, like this was, we were planning on doing. There was supposed to be right. a bunch of bands. Cutlass was performing. Yeah. So it, what happened? Okay. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say that for some reason, I don't know why, in my <laughs> mind, when they said, "Oh, James is, he's driving here from San Francisco with this gear," I was imagining you on a motorcycle, like holding all your gear. <laughs> like, I don't know where I got that from, but uh, oh, it yeah. was way funnier in my head. It's like he's coming on a motorcycle, <laughs> dragging his stuff. Okay. So I get to Bakersfield. I've only been there for like a year at this point, maybe. And, uh, you know, oh, you're in Kellis. Okay. So there's a guy and my pastor goes, oh, I heard you guys are having, you're playing a festival here in Bakersfield. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I would have heard about that. He's like, yeah, it's with like Hillsong United and Justin Bieber. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have heard about that. (laughs) And he's, I'm like, like, so when is it? He's like, it's August. I was like, that's like in three months, dude. Um, so what it was, was a guy who wanted to put on a festival. So concert for the, concert youth. For the youth was the name of it. Very catchy, <laughs> very specific. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't think it's trademarked. If you guys want to use it, I could, I could, you could use the same poster I made. I'll just send it to you. Yeah. Nate's got some great poster ideas. Oh man. This was such a funny experience now, but okay. So he's going to do this giant concert for the youth which was like, <laughs> it's going to reach the youth. And we got to have Justin Bieber, Hillsong, Cutlass. Um, oh, the guy from Duck Dynasty is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Remember yeah. that? Lecrae. Yeah. Robertson's, yeah. Lecrae, oh, Lecrae was there. Yeah. On top of that, there was total 30 bands, I think. And it was like, I mean, it's everyone from like Family Force 5 to like like uh, the afters. Tons of people. And so... Um, I used to go on the radio station there because I was local and I go and do a segment and they brought me on to talk about it. And then the guy who was promoting it was like, Hey, I heard you're a graphic designer. You want to do the poster? I was like, yeah, sure. You know? Uh, And as I'm doing the poster, I I kid you not every two days, I would get an update to the poster. We're talking three months away from a festival, which anyone out there who's put on a festival, you book these like a year in advance. Yeah, you need yeah. to get that poster out there right. <laughs> to promote. Or even just get the bands to confirm. That's probably a good start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Before you put them so on the poster, make isn't, sure that they're isn't confirmed. That, isn't that what you get? You kept getting updates about? Like, yeah. oh, by the way, this yes. band, you got to take their name off yes. the poster. He's like, oh, yeah, these guys dropped off. Take them off. And add Matt Marr or whatever. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> add Led Zeppelin. I'm like, oh my God, they're coming back? Awesome. And <laughs> wow, Led Zeppelin's going to be there. He did that so Pretty much. sure they're not coming. And I was like, I feel yeah. like this is not real a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because Justin Bieber is playing and <laughs> no one knows that. So anyways. Yeah. Uh, man. I mean, I'm talk- I went on the TV with this guy. 
because <laughs> I'm local. And they're like, Yikes. and Nate here is from one of the headliners, Cutlass. Are you excited for the show? And I'm all, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be real good. I can tell. Everyone is for sure going to oh. be there. Oh, so, wow. So I think so we got cringe. to, when you guys came out, it was, um, it, was, it was the week of the festival. They had already moved it twice now. So it wasn't yeah. at the big college anymore. They moved it to the Fox Theater. Then it wasn't at the Fox Theater. Uh, oh, shoot. Where did they move it? Oh, because it was supposed to be 110 degrees outside. And it was an outdoor thing. And it was all day. And it was two days. Yeah. So he's like, oh, everyone will die. So let's move it inside. And then um, <laughs> then that dropped out. And then all the bands started dropping. Now, here's, here's the detective part. Because I was doing the graphic design, I had access to the Dropbox. Okay. Which meant I could snoop around. And at this point, I'm like, I just, <laughs> this ain't going to happen. I'm just going to, I'm going to look. Yeah. Yeah. All the yeah. contracts are in there. I could see oh. that he has not paid these people. And so right. they all start dropping off. And he's saying, oh, because, you know, they, oh, they won't, they just cancel. I was like, no, you didn't pay them. I could see. <laughs> yeah. There's a deposit. There's a deposit yeah, that's required. Yeah. Because they have to fly yeah. here. So all these bands start dropping. The Beebs drops. Hillsong, oh, who nuts. I know, probably didn't even know they were on the poster. They drop. Yeah. <laughs> Duck Dynasty guy, gone. He gone. Oh, nuts. Yeah. Uh, Lecrae. Were there actual canceled. contracts for those bands? Yes. I saw them. Wow. So there was a contract. <laughs> yes. They got that far. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so he starts canceling, and then uh, you guys flew out still because it's like, well, we're gonna do. We're gonna make something happen. We were trying to rescue you. Thank God. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It would have been. It would have been my fault. This guy been like, yeah. Yeah. Nate's totally. the promoter. Well, and he did we the were, poster. We were in a tough spot because yeah, Nate's down there on TV and radio, <laughs> like the Cutlass guy. Like Cutlass is coming, and so we're getting <clears throat> fan emails from people yeah. like, oh, so stoked you guys are coming to California. Like we're gonna we're gonna be there. Yeah. So of all the bands. We're probably the only one that's like actually already tied to this totally. thing. Totally. Yes. Yeah. We were the most on the hook for Yeah. The, so for we're like show. for our fans and for Nate. Yeah. Like, yeah. We kinda have to show up. Yep. But there's red flags everywhere. Oh, we're yeah. going, this is gonna it, be interesting. I can't even I forget. There's so many details I forget because it was happening like every day. Cause I was friends with the radio yeah. station. Because <laughs> I used to go there. And they're like, Nate, um, have you talked to any of the bands? And I was like, no, why? Why, why do you ask? <laughs> uh, we're just getting a lot of like reports that uh, it's not real. <laughs> oh, I was like, let me just put, let me put you to rest here. I made the poster, okay? It's real. <laughs> I made the poster. Yeah. Terrible poster. Fire festival. Fire. Ever heard no, of it? No, it was the Christian fire festival. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So will you guys come. KJ52 is already in town because he's doing another gig. Uh, That's right. And. Jonah was there. The guy who ran it or was running it put on Facebook the day before, hey, it's canceled. And his post said, well, guys, I'm sorry. It looks like Satan won this time. Concert for the Youth is canceled. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, bro. Oh, bro. Man. Yeah. But it, but at this point, like, I think we were already in town. Yeah. Like we, a bunch of us had flown down yeah. the night before. So they cancel it. Yeah. Like, we're already there. Yeah. We're already invested. There's art, you know, people are emailing us like, I can't believe you guys canceled. And we're like, we didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I was afraid and of. And so we we rallied to try and just make something happen. Yeah. Um, and because of some of the contacts you had yeah. and like the local church there, 
it, like we basically threw together this last a minute concert for the for youth. The youth. And honestly, we did it. Honestly, it was super fun. Like because it actually went and, really and the good. turnout was really good for I think it was like thirty six hours notice, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And the guy and all the people, like came together. Yeah. Like so the. You know why I wasn't there early a couple of days like you guys were? Because you guys went and like helped him out by doing like some TV, TV. and like local radio stuff with oh, him. Oh, yeah. The reason I wasn't there was because that was the week that I was in Nashville uh, with my dad when he was passing away from oh, cancer. Yeah. So I had to leave for this to, to come oh. to the concert for the youth. Gosh, <laughs> just another. Oh, but it was. So that was the first show I played after that. Wow. But I was so thankful. For one, I mean, we don't play in California a lot, and I get asked all the time, like as if yeah. I could just be like, "You guys, can we do a show to, this Wednesday?" <laughs> you want to play Jerry's in California? Pizza? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, well, you guys, Jerry's Pizza. You guys never play or tell us to come play. I was like, yeah, I can't just like do that. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then KJ for our listeners, if they book it, we will exactly, come. Oh. exactly. <laughs> Booking. But you have to book you it. Gotta book it through the right channel. Otherwise, you get a concert for the use of the Yes, <laughs> and I'll make the poster. Hey, I'll throw in a bonus. You book us, I'll make a poster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, KJ was there. Um, I remember I got a phone call. I was getting phone calls and from people I don't know, and it was the uh, Josh. Is his name Josh from the Afters? The vocalist. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, hey, uh, my name's Josh. I'm in the band the Afters. I'm at the airport. Is this Nate? I heard you're the promoter. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> yeah that's me not the promoter he's like <laughs> um so should i get on this plane and i said no go home buddy i said just go home yeah he's like okay don't, thanks don't come here uh some other band i forget <laughs> who it was i talked to them as well go home dude so but it was super fun i'm stoked we got yeah, to play in my hometown because that doesn't ha- hasn't happened since and uh, you know it was it was fun and we pulled it off and it was <laughs> one one great. and done one and done <laughs> maybe we're maybe we're due for another Bakersfield you're a hundred percent done dude, right bro. and I will like I said that would be fun. we'll call it concert for the tooth part so it's concert for the youth part two <laughs> concert and, for yeah. the truth <laughs> Ooh. yeah there you go concert for yeah. the truth that's why I'm here folks thank you yeah <laughs> and yep. we're gonna do it. Yeah. Justin Bieber's going to be Can there. You make sure it's um, not like uh, <laughs> <laughs> Little Wayne is opening. Uh, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Little Wayne. Little Wayne yeah. is I'd different. Do a show with Biebs. That'd be that'd be fun. Heck yeah. I would do a show with Bieber too. <laughs> oh man. That the yeah. It still comes now, out. Now dude. people are going to be like, "Did you hear Cutlass and Bieber doing a show in Bakersfield?" Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll just Concert start making the this truth. stuff. Now. Concert for <laughs> the Concert truth. for the truth. <laughs> I get I still that comes up um my buddy who runs the, the Fox Theater still, we talk about it. He's like, hey, member, concert for the youth. I'm like, I haven't not thought about it since. Yeah. yeah. You should carry like almost like a swear jar with you. Anytime anyone mentions that to you, you're like, put a dollar jar. in here right now. You jar. made me think of it. Jar. <laughs> Good times. Uh, well, the funny thing is, is like these stories too seem so like outlandish. Absurd. Yeah. But Th- this isn't this is, like the only time something like this has happened. Yeah. Like it happened. These kinds of things happen over the course of our career. There's been All a the lot of these. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I want to. And say, so that's why too. We're just like, oh yeah, oh another one. I want to say um, publicly, yeah, it's part of it to the listeners. Cutlass is the most. What's the word I want? What's you guys persevere? Your perseverance awesome. is oh. 
You, let me say it like this. You are good at persevering. That's probably incorrect, but I've never, I mean, the stories that you guys tell me, I've never heard this before. <laughs> not even one. <laughs> like I've been in bands and we've had some stuff, but yeah. not, you got, it, it's amazing actually. Yeah. And, but I think it really, huh. you're still here. A lot of bands aren't. Mm-hmm. You're still Christians. That's a right. lot of bands aren't. Still That's making right. good music. That's right. A lot of bands aren't. Thank and you. And I think it's two grizzly noms. Two grizzly noms. <laughs> Check it out. Both for Cutlass. Yeah. A lot of bands aren't. <laughs> a lot of bands aren't. Okay. Let alone one ba- grizzly. A lot of bands only but have Nate one. But Nate parishes. Dude. That's right. Four grizznoms right here between all of us. Right. But and I think Cutlass. it's um, yes. it's a testament because you've been through heck and back. But uh, yeah. I think it's really, this is, I'm going to get spiritual on you. That was like a Christian swear. I know. Heckin', <laughs> heckin' back. This album and heckin the music back. that you're That's writing now. That's in New Jersey, I think. <laughs> I think it's the best, personally. I think it's the Thank best. You. I think cool. it's because it's it has so much uh, depth because of the, mm. the road that you guys have been on. And I've only been on a part of it, you know, and that was hard. Mm. You know, like my our yeah, first tour was, yeah. you know, did not go yeah. ideal. Yeah. <laughs> and John Mike was in the car with me. He's like, "Hey, um, I just want you to know that this this isn't like how we run things." I was like, "Bro, <laughs> I know that, but like you've been through a hard road, and I think it makes it's gonna make for real good music, and it has." So, I'm stoked. Thanks, buddy. I think people and hopefully good stuck. podcasts too. Yeah, good Heck podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is the the new. <laughs> other thing we get to do absolutely and, and, uh, and talk about these things at length playing playing in a i had no really interest necessarily i mean i wanted to but it didn't seem like a reality of playing in a like a, a real band again you know after worth dying for and stuff i was doing a little band here and i was doing a worship thing with my wife but i didn't really i was like okay that part's done i'll just you know be a musician or whatever um but uh i don't think if it was a different band that called me i would have done it necessarily hmm. because i was like you know it the Cutlass thing, it was like, because I had been on tour with you guys and and we hung out a bit and I got to see a bit of your heart and like what you do. I was like, this band is has a mission. It's not just like, I didn't have interest in mm-hmm. jumping in a van with a bunch of dudes to go make money. That's a hard yeah. way to make money, you know? Um, it is. I was like, it's, it, and you don't make that and, much. And newsflash, <laughs> you know, you don't. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I didn't have an interest in that, you know? Uh, I wanted to yeah. be a part of something that meant something and that was gonna see a well it's christianese on you but see a harvest and so i think yeah. you guys and so that's you know it's been seven so you paid us a thousand dollars so i paid you the thousand dollar <laughs> seed okay and now look guys it works and now look you're in the band it, what i've learned to sum it up is that if you pay god he'll do what you say <laughs> hallelujah brother no. uh but yeah and now we're dodging lightning yeah. no. <laughs> no but it's been a fun it's been a fun journey and i yeah did, did i ever tell you this james when you when you called me and you're like all right here's all the songs to learn and i was and i never played in down tuning before really uh, so it was a couple you're welcome yeah it's a completely new thing <laughs> a whole new world so i'm learning all the riffs and stuff and then we did a zoom call and you're like all right show me how this song goes and i start playing and you're like okay but like do the lead part and i was like oh um i think i know it. let me try it and you're like well, well you're um you're playing lead and i was like uh mm. oh i thought i was doing rhythm like no 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 you're you're doing I, we we never had that conversation where or i don't remember what you're like true. i just assume because it's like in yeah. my mind lead was like the lead 
So like James is the lead. So I was oh. like, <laughs> and James is like, Nate, you're playing my parts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poorly. You're playing them poorly. Like... Uh, do the lead part. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. Um, just can you can I call you back? In three days, <laughs> in like three days. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was how it started. Well, you're fantastic. We're so grateful you're in our band, honestly. And we were just saying this earlier today, um, or yesterday. I don't know, whatever concert for the yeah, youth. So we uh, we are so grateful for the three of you guys, Nate and Neil and Matt. Um, Shout out to Neil and Matt if they're listening. But yeah. we just have a really special group right now that we, we all love each other. Everyone is so kind and committed to um, the things that really matter to all five of us, you know. And uh, and we've kept uh, we've kept up our end of the bargain in the not making you enough money part <laughs> of this. Thank you. But it has been a spiritual journey. It's been very... It's been very rich yeah. in other ways. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's You've right. had to... Walk through the fire, as it were. <laughs> a little bit. But no, I mean, you know, not not to end on a, a joke about that. Like, we really are so grateful for you and for Neil and Matt. Um, it's special, and yeah. um, we're so grateful. Yeah, and it, honestly, too, it is, I, I think, a little bit consoling for us, too, when people that have joined our band over the years that are like, no, guys, what what you guys have been through is not normal. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes us feel like we're not crazy. Because sometimes we're like, are, yeah, are we just nuts, or are we doing this? Are we causing this? Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and it's like, no, this is this has been challenging, and and these are these are things that are not necessarily not everyone has the the um the bulk of <laughs> i don't know how many we just have so many of these stories that yeah. just over the years of just thing after thing after thing after thing and so um i love having some of those fresh perspectives mm -hmm. of people like you that have been in other bands and not only does it help with like kind of refocus our perspective but i think what you know you bring in this era of our band is something fresh and new um, and I think that's part of like has really helped us over the years continue to evolve and to and to change and to grow yeah. and to persevere um, because there's there's guys like you that have stepped in and walked with us through the next season and have helped us get through that next season and endure it and survive it and um, and hopefully do it. And, and we learned some things, you know, you, you've brought things to the table that we've never had before. Um, and, you know, even just your your artistic skills and and your musical influences and those things it's you hear those things in the live show and you see those things you know as, as they happen and um yeah it's 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 been cool to to have your input and your influence in this band we love you we're grateful for you grateful for yeah. all the guys and i'm sure we'll get the other guys on here at some point as well absolutely um so yeah, um, we we can start recording the podcast anytime now. Yeah, um, let's let's go fun, ahead and do it. It's uh, good conversation. I feel like I'm warmed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. Well, before we end, I wanted to end with uh, maybe like a quick round of uh, best and worst. Okay, we'll just do rapid fire here. Okay, so let's start with this best and worst Marvel movie. Best Marvel movie. Uh, I feel like uh, I think Iron Man is still the best. Mm. Number one. Number one. I, I think. One. Yeah. That's a tough one. The, the first think, Iron yes. Man, the original. I think Robert Downey Jr. is probably one of the best castings of oh, all of the Marvel it's movies. Perfect. 
Absolutely. Yeah. He is Tony Stark. Perfect. Yeah. Worst okay. is Worst. Um, Eternals. Hmm. Okay. It was eternally boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm with you because I don't know if I actually finished that movie or not, and I can't remember. There's no it way it was of so knowing. impactful. There's no way of knowing with that movie. You don't know if it's if you finished <laughs> it. It's just like a. That's what makes it special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the listener can't see all this, but uh, uh, Nate has a, an impressive collection of action figures and collectibles back there. What's your Best and worst uh, Hulk figure you've ever seen. That's one of your favorites, yeah, right? Yeah, I love the Hulk. Thor, uh, Thor so and Hulk. I had, it's best and worst. I had a Hulk. Best and worst. Uh, 2003 Marvel Legends Series 2 Hulk. It was awesome. Nerd. And, uh, <laughs> a nerd. Um, <laughs> but it's now the worst because my son broke him in half and I found his foot today. <laughs> In the dirt. Oh, you found the foot. Yeah, Rachel finally. was out in the garden. She gardens, and she found she his gardens. foot like an archaeologist buried. <laughs> in the garden. Uh, so, R.I.P. Bud. Did that kind of hurt your feelings, though? Well, this was like you know what's weird? Your favorite. When you guys have kids, you'll understand this. But yeah, you when you have okay, we, good. We yeah. do. Oh, oh, okay, cool. When you have a son or a child and they break your stuff, it's not as you don't care as much. You think you would like, don't touch my stuff, but I'm like, oh, you know, it's just plastic that I cared about so much and have had for 20 years, but it's not a big deal. (laughs) Um. Do you think Bishop maybe thought if he planted the foot in the ground, a new Hulk would grow? I guarantee it. He watches (laughs) Rachel Garden. He's like, this is how it works. This is what dad did. Oh, I broke it. Dad planted his thousand dollar seed in it, in it, it. Grew and so on. I'm just passing off bad theology to my son. I'm just, you know. All right. Best and worst. Best and worst punk rock band. Oh, dude. Come on. (laughs) This is. That's a hard one. near impossible. But can you just do worst? Start with worst. Worst punk rock band? The Offspring. You know. Go. That's a close. Yeah, dude. That's a close one. Well, it's hard because you could say this band's the worst, but no one's ever heard of that band. So you sort of have to like oh, play okay. in the box yeah. of bands people have heard of these bands. So yeah, yeah, Offspring is is kind of rough, dude. I'm gonna be honest. They had some really good albums. You know, like Smash you. is a great album. I like it, but if um, you say so. I, uh, What's your favorite punk rock band? Best and worst? Dang, dude. Can I name a couple? It's too hard. Sure. Yeah, that's why not? okay. Do it. Throw a couple. You can bend the One rules. of my favorite punk rock albums of all time, I think, is a perfect album. Is Nevermind the Bollocks, the Sex Pistols. I think there it's just beautiful isn't that also their only yep. album yep yep just one album uh i love uh face to face um nice i love social d i love afi black sales in the sunset to me that's a, mm-hmm. a perfect album as well mm-hmm. yeah these are like all my my faves nice nice all right best and worst uh exercise you like to live oh best exercise because it's the ego is the bicep curl Nice. Uh, the worst, but I lo- I've learned to love it, especially this last month, is the uh, Bulgarian split squat. You ever done one of those? What? No. <laughs> Describe Maybe this. on accident. <laughs> Describe You've this. done it on accident, for sure. <laughs> the Bulgarian split squat. Uh, Did you learn this from the doctor in Ukraine as yeah, well? Yeah, I had to go I had, get a I had shot to start in my doing butt it, yeah. afterwards. It's from my glutes. Um, so you, you sit on a bench. What's it called again? Bulgarian split squat. Okay. So the, hard, the way to describe it is like, you know what a lunge is? Yep. Okay, lunch, lunch. Yeah, like so you're lunch. eating lunch. lunch yeah, I love yeah. lunch. So that's that James likes. Oh, so you might too. like this exercise. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, 
So it's like you're doing a lunge, but you have your back foot on an elevated <laughs> surface like a bench. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. And then you're leaning mm-hmm. slightly forward to put the emphasis on your glutes. Uh, and you could be done with like, you know, uh, dumbbells or whatever. You don't really need it. And you just do a s- yeah. squat to where you're, you're, you're squatting down. Your back knee sort of almost touches the ground and then you're coming back up. So it's like doing a, ele- it's like a, doing a lunge, but your back foot is up. And you're slightly leaning forward. And then you squat. Yeah. So it's a one-legged squat. Yes, it's a one-legged squat. Back yeah. leg is up on a bench. Hungarian yeah. lunge squat. <laughs> Hungar- <laughs> Hungry man lunge squat. There it is. Hungry man Perfect. lunge spot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Super torn. That that does sound like a difficult exercise, it's, though. It's I think humbling. I have tried it before. Yeah. And it's, it's like, this humbling. is way harder than it should have been. Even with no weight. Like, oh, if yeah. you have no weight. And you're like, yeah, I, oh, that was hard. I rarely use weight because I just, you know, just do a couple of sets. But it's humbling because, first of all, you're trying to find your balance. Um, and then yeah. you're doing the squat. And it's just, you just don't look cool. There's nothing cool about it, you know? Especially it's a, it's a <laughs> dude working on his glutes, you know? Yeah. Um, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> well, thank you guys again so much for uh, for listening on Rock and Hard Place. We hope you've enjoyed our time with uh, the one and only Nate Parrish, guitar extraordinaire and Cutlass, and in his own music. Make sure you check out. Uh, make sure you check out his music on iTunes and Spotify and all of those places wherever you listen to music and black pastel designs really cool artwork as well he's got a lot of cool stuff going um and come out and see us cutlass and you'll get to see all three of us that's right it'll be great it'll be a good time we're looking forward to see you guys Uh, at concert for the truth coming up uh (laughs) next week (laughs) in bakersfield yeah yeah we will be in montana uh coming up here uh in a few weeks so that's that's where you can see us next uh all together is in bozeman that's right montana it'll be great we'll bring our cowboy hats but uh, no, James, <laughs> James doesn't want to come anywhere near that. No, no. But uh, thank you guys again for listening to Rockin' a Hard Place. Make sure uh, you subscribe to this podcast so you get notifications every time we do an episode. We do this every other week, and I uh, got lots more great stuff coming your way on the podcast. Thank you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next time. That's right. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.